Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Along with Bill Barnwell, who does a phenomenal job uh, on all our ESPN platforms each and every week when it comes to the NFL. Great columns. Uh, Bill, always great to have you on with us. How you doing? Good morning. Hey, Anita. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Let's kick it off right here in our own backyard, as you know, um, and or as you could only imagine, Jets fans are on Rogers' watch. And coming out of the owners' meetings, what we've heard is that the Green Bay Packers now have uh, stepped back in demanding the first round overall 13th pick from the Jets. Uh, what does that mean? What will that trade entail? Just out of curiosity, uh, what do you think it's going to take? for this deal to get done between the Jets and the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, Anita, you know, I thought the trade of Elijah Moore was very instructive and that they got a second-round pick from the Browns in the 40s. I feel like one of those picks, they have their own, of course, their own second-round pick in the 40s as well. I think one of those second-round picks will go to the Packers. Then I think there's going to be a conditional pick next year and i think it's gonna that's what they're gonna have to negotiate now is what are the terms that turn that pick from maybe a third rounder to a second rounder possibly to a first rounder you know if aaron Rodgers uh doesn't play well last year that pick's probably going to be a three but hey if he maybe maybe throws a four thousand yards he wins a playoff game that could be a one and i think that if he does win a playoff game even if it is a first round pick i think jets fans will be happy that they finally won a playoff game uh, you know, and have a quarterback who they think can get them deep in the postseason. So, so with that being said, you know, a number of people anticipating this to potentially happen this week. Do you agree with that? Do you can you see this going down this week, or do you think it'll happen as we get closer to the NFL draft? Oh, Anita, it's every single week. I sit here on Sunday night and I say, "Please, God, let this be the week." Please, mm. I, I have a column ready. It's been in the books for two months. I wrote that one at like two in the morning. Thought it was going to be, thought it was going to happen Monday, uh, a month and a half ago, or a month ago, and it hasn't happened. So I would love for it to be this week, but at this point, it's just going to take it's just a big game of chicken. It's just two very, two very, you know, kind of stuck in teams playing a game of chicken, and one of them is going to blink, and I, I think it'll be the Jets in the long run, but maybe it won't be. I hope it happens this week. Uh, I mean, it's, I mean, Bill. I mean, both these like it will happen before the draft. One would imagine, right? Like both these teams have to know mm-hmm. what they what they have in their back pocket prior to mm-hmm. that Thursday and Friday night, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so you so you are anticipating this to happen before the draft? It's just sometime between now and the draft. You're anticipating this to happen, yeah. and then you're, and then you're, you're, you know, really, I'm sure, uh, fabulous column will drop. <laughs> I hope so. I hope it's good still. It may be outdated at this point, but yeah, you know, like you said, I think the thing is, if you're the Jets, you're the Packers, you want to know what draft picks you're working with. So you can know which holes you can fill. You know what you want to address. You know whether you want to trade up or down. I mean, all all that stuff goes into play. So you know, hopefully for everyone involved, it happens this week, but maybe it'll happen you know, the Wednesday before the draft. Who knows at this point when this will end? 
uh, for the Jets to win the Super Bowl this year, 14 to 1 to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. They're 9 to 1 for them to win the division is plus 240. With that being said, let's just assume Steele gets done today. Aaron Rodgers comes in. Um, and, and also, two-part question here. Uh, there's some talk and speculation that once the deal gets done with Aaron Rodgers, Odabakum Jr. is to follow. A, do you agree with that? B, um, how good do you feel this Jets team will be with Aaron Rodgers at the helm? Okay, so with Odell, I mean, certainly possible. I mean, look at this roster, though. They do have Garrett Wilson, of course, who I think is going to be, you know, a, a very exciting number one receiver for the next year. They went out and signed Alan Lazard. They signed McCall Hardman. Um, I, I would expect them to move on from Corey Davis uh, if this trade does happen for cap reasons, whether he's involved with the trade, whether he gets sent elsewhere, whether he's cut. Um, you know, there's going to have to be some some cap maneuvering to get this deal done. So could Odell Beckham fit in? Is that maybe third or fourth option in this offense? Yeah, I, I think it's not out of the realm of possibility, but don't know if that's the most exciting option for Odell. So I think if the Jets are the only team offering him money, yeah, he'll probably come. But I think given the price range he's likely to be looking at from the Jets and other teams, I think he's going to have more exciting opportunities elsewhere. I'm sorry, what was the second part of your question? Just how, how good do you think this Jets team could be with yeah. Aaron Rodgers? Do you feel that they'd be better than the Bills in the division? Do you feel that they can compete for a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers here? So here's the tough part. If you get the defense you got last year, the answer is yes. Jets were, from week three on, I believe they were the third best defense in football by points per possession. Their offense, obviously, was not good. So just a competent offense and the defense we saw last year, I think they're as good as the Buffalo Bills because the defense was better than the Bills' defense was last year. But the one thing, the one issue here is it's always something fans do, and I think you know, analysts do. I, I do this sometimes as well. So you sort of take look at a team and you say, okay, if they just fix the things that were bad last year and the things that were good last year stick around, they'll be just as good next year. It doesn't always work that way. And the Jets' defense last year was very good bringing back a lot of those pieces, but they were the healthiest defense in football last year per football outsiders. So I'm a little concerned that maybe even if they get Aaron Rodgers and the offense improves, just because they won't be quite as healthy in 2023, that the defense could take a step backwards. And we could be looking at a team that's better, but not you know in that 12-13 win range, more of a 9-10 win football team. Got you. Um, before we move on, I want to talk about the draft. I want to get your thoughts on, uh, on Lamar Jackson and what's going on with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, there's some talk and speculation that the Jets could return to um, HBO's Hard Knocks. Here are the teams that uh, – 28 teams have been eliminated for a number of reasons. Uh, the, the reasons why, of course, are, are listed. The Jets, the Bears, the Saints, and Washington. Obviously – the Jets, especially if they get Aaron Rodgers, uh, obviously that would be the draw. That, in my opinion, would get the most ratings. A lot of people like the Bears coming in this year. Believe it or not, I'm, and I'm sure you're aware of this, more money has been placed on the Bears winning the Super Bowl this year than any other team in the NFL, which is wow. really, I know, which is really shocking to me. But nonetheless, um, you know, there's a chance that the Jets could be on hard knocks, Bill. Your thoughts? <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Absolutely. And Aaron Rodgers loves the media and media attention. So this will mm -hmm. be right up his alley uh, to do a, a show that literally gives him, you know, no breaks at the building of the facility uh, in the weeks to come. I remember the Doral Revis one was fun. I remember when Doral Revis signed with the Jets in the middle of Hard Knocks last time. So uh, sure, it would be fun again this time as well. 
All right, Bill, let's turn our attention to uh, the Baltimore Ravens and what's going on with Lamar Jackson, right? Um, you know, and, and thank you, no thank you, the Cleveland Browns and uh, the Haslam family for really creating this mess in what they were, mm-hmm. in what they offered Deshaun Watson. And, and I understand, like, this is, what, this is what players do. Oh, that player is making X amount of money? Okay, well, then I'm deserving. But mm-hmm. what the Haslam family and what the Cleveland Browns offered Deshaun Watson, unrealistic. So, but how do you explain that to Lamar Jackson and his mother, who's representing him? I, th- this is just this is just a complete mess. With that being said, how do you think this plays out in Baltimore, Bill? Yeah, I, I don't think there is anything to explain to Lamar Jackson and company. I think he has every right to ask for this. He may not get it, of course, but Kirk Cousins also got a fully guaranteed deal before him. You know, and quarterbacks have had that you know, access to basically a free market, which Deshaun Watson did when he was making that trade. He was able to talk and negotiate with teams. You know, you, you get these kind of opportunities when you're negotiating with one team, as, as Lamar Jackson has been for most of this process, you don't get that opportunity typically. So you can see why Lamar Jackson would want it. Certainly his resume, his off-field behavior, much better than Deshaun Watson's. But, uh, you know, it's also clear that there is some skepticism and some concerns. We see that the Ravens you know, uh, have had him miss time the past couple of years, that he's not being ripped by an agent. So there hasn't been that sort of, you know, clean process that maybe, you know, we saw with Sean Watson and his representation when he was getting traded. There was not negotiating in public the way that uh, Lamar has basically been negotiating in public over the past couple of weeks. I, I just, you know, I, I want I want Lamar Jackson to get what he wants. I really do. And, and I think that there is a real disconnect happening here. And I think it's becoming frustrating for Lamar and frustrating for, you know, the teams that want Lamar, because there are teams who, even if they have not necessarily made him a public offer yet, would be interested at the right price or the right opportunity. And so, you know, I think in the weeks to come, probably after the draft, I think we're going to have to see if a team gets desperate, if a team is sitting here with no quarterback at the end of this process, whether it's through the draft or free agency, and what they do, what the next step is for them. Because I think there is a there is an opportunity here to add a player who we know has been a difference maker as a pro and I don't really love the idea of having Lamar back on the Ravens for the next year or two. It just doesn't really help him. doesn't help the Ravens. I think they want a resolution to this process. I think Lamar wants a resolution to this process. And I think there's going to be a team out there that really will value Lamar Jackson as a, you know, a significant part of their franchise. But the question is like, like you alluded to, is that going to be the sort of fully guaranteed start to finish contract Sean Watson got and that Lamar Jackson apparently wants for himself as well. So you don't you don't see Lamar Jackson um, wearing a purple uniform again for the Baltimore Ravens? It sounds like. Uh, you know, I, I think I actually do, but but I, I think it's not going to be on the franchise tag. I think the Ravens did this honestly with you, Anita, for a couple of reasons. I know they don't want to lose him in free agency in a couple of years for nothing, like like Washington did with the, with Kirk Cousins, and I think they wanted to get this done before. Jalen Hurts signs his contract before Joe Burrow signs his contract and Justin Herbert signs his contract. Because even if they don't get fully guaranteed deals, price tag for those guys is only going to bring Lamar Jackson's price tag up. So I think the Ravens are likely to match this offer if it comes out. But I think if Lamar Jackson doesn't get the offer he wants, he might sign the franchise tag and say, hey, you know what? The only way I can get the offer I want is to go into true unrestricted free agency where you don't have to give up two first-round picks to get me, and that's the worst-case scenario for the Ravens. So I think they want to have an offer sheet out there so they can match it, but if there's no offer sheet out there, they might not get this done. 
Uh, before we let you go, okay, Bill Barnwell joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. The drop will be here before we know it. Uh, many have uh, C.J. Stroud going number one overall to the Carolina Panthers. Some have Bryce Young. Who do you have going number one overall? Who do you think the Carolina Panthers are going to drop, Bill? I do think it's C.J. Stroud. I think we've, we've seen enough smoke there in terms of, you know, having ownership and, and ownership's family talk to C.J. Stroud. We've seen, you know, Josh McCown, their quarterback's coach, come out. Uh, in, in YouTube content before the draft, we talk about how much he loved Josh Stroud. Frank Reich has typically preferred bigger pocket passers like Andrew Luck, like a Carson Wentz um, in the past. So I think that's likely to be, you know, the, the place he goes. But anything is in, is, is, is in the possibility here. You know, the, the Panthers have said, we don't have to believe them, but they've said we don't, we traded up not knowing who we were going to take. Now, you might think they're lying. I might frankly say they're lying. But, you know, I, I do, if you take them at face value, they might be comfortable taking Bryce Young if, if he impresses them more over the next month or so. They might take Anthony Richardson if they take Anthony Richardson to the next Patrick Mahomes in the next month or two. You know, the, the, I think we don't know for sure, but I think C.J. Stroud should be the favorite uh, in terms of who you might, might lean towards. Fantastic. Great stuff as always, Bill. Always appreciate you joining us, uh, especially on this Sunday morning. Thank you. Uh, enjoy the week. We'll see. We're all on Aaron. Aaron Rodgers watch here in New York. We'll see what happens. Thanks, Anita. <laughs> you got it. Bill Barnwell, 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. A few things here. Number one, obviously, you want to get Aaron Rodgers, right? You want Aaron Rodgers to be a part, obviously, of uh, you know the starting quarterback for the Jets. But Aaron Rodgers can't be Aaron Rodgers if he doesn't have the protection. It's not just Aaron Rodgers. It's also improving the offensive line so, uh, so Aaron could get that protection. And building talent around him and talent that he wants. As we know, the, the Jets went out and they brought in Alan, Alan Lazard. And there's some talk and speculation out there that once Aaron Rodgers is finalized, uh, then the Jets could, you know, I guess seal the deal with Odell Beckham Jr. Here's my thing with Odell Beckham Jr., though, and that is, A, his age, B, has not been able to stay healthy for an entire season. So, you know, realistically, you get Odell for 12, 14 games. And I, I think that's being optimistic, right? And, and he's had a variety. It's not just one injury. He's had a variety of injuries, and he's coming off of a knee, another knee ACL. 
So, um, so that's a concern there as well. But man, this this Jets roster, and I just don't want to call up the the depth chart right now, really quick. So you know, you know, obviously with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, Brees Hall, how soon can he be a hundred percent? Will he be a hundred percent this season? You know, it, it's tough. Everybody, every everybody's body responds differently to an ACL repair. Right, we're not all Adrian Peterson, where he was able to come back and be 100% after nine months. Just ridiculous. Uh, but you know, you've got Michael Carter, and you've got a lot of depth at the running back position, and a lot of talent there. You want to believe that Brees Hall will be back after, let's just say, long term. Let's just say after what four or five weeks of the regular season. I think that's a, a fair timetable. Wide receiver, as we know, Garrett Wilson, winning rookie, offensive rookie of the year. They add Hardman. Uh, they add uh, Alan Lazard, and then just think about them adding Odell Beckham Jr. to the mix, uh, which would be really, really fantastic. Uh, a lot of depth and a lot of talent here in regard to the tight end position with Conklin and Uzoma, um, and and just needing, as we know, the, the biggest sore thumb here for the Jets is that offensive line and trying to improve that in the draft with that number 13 overall pick. We'll see, do they get Paris Johnson? Um, from OSU, only time will tell. But as again, Greeny was on with us earlier, and 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 he was so spot on. And and I do believe I agree with him. I think a lot of the quarterbacks are going to go uh, high up in this draft. Uh, there's uh, some corners that I believe will go. Maybe a wide receiver. We'll see where where the the Jets are drafting at 13. Uh, there's going to be a stud offensive tackle that will be available for them that they can add, uh, obviously, to this roster and improve that offensive line. And then with our conversation with Bill Barnwell, you know, like we're just automatically assuming that this Jets defense is going to come back and be just as good, if not better, than they were last year. Only time will tell. Listen, uh, will they be competitive? Absolutely. Will they win the division? I just don't know. Uh, The Miami Dolphins, uh, roster-wise, on paper, look fantastic. My biggest concern with the Miami Dolphins obviously is Tua and the fact that he's had so many concussions. I just, I think it's so risky right now that Tua is going to continue to play in the NFL. You can't tell somebody, obviously, you know, this is your dream. This is your career. This is your job. Um, you know, but that just that situation and that scenario just scares me immensely because I, I just, I'm so worried for his long-term health, especially if he he suffers another concussion this coming year. So there's that, and and obviously uh, the Bills with Josh Allen are the cream of the crop when it comes to this division. But with the addition of Aaron Rodgers, which we're expecting to happen at some point in time from now through uh, prior to the draft happening, and that deal going down, yeah, the Jets will be very competitive. Do they win this division? I don't know. Do they make it into the postseason? I believe so. Again, we've got uh, Tom and Joe who are producing the show. Guys, really quick before we take a break, because we're going to switch gears, we have Nick Fordell who's going to be joining us. Uh, what are your thoughts with the report that it looks like the Jets will be HBO's hard knocks team this season? Don't you think that they're going to have enough to deal with trying to you know, get get into winning form with Aaron Rodgers, possibly Odell Beckham Jr. 
There's 28 teams that are immediately eliminated in regard to, in regard to the boxes that need to be checked for a team to be eligible for uh, the HBO Hard Knocks. The remaining teams are the Jets, the Bears, the Saints, and Washington. Obviously, out of all of those, the Jets, cream of the crop, top of the list in regard to the the ratings for sure. Um, I do believe it's going to be the Jets, but should Jets fans not be so thrilled about that? Or as a Jets fan, do you think, yeah, I want to see it. I want to see the inner workings of how this is all going to materialize. What, what are your thoughts about Hard Knocks? I'm kind of split on it because, like, right down the middle. Because on one hand, I think everyone in the building except for Woody Johnson is going to be just flat-out annoyed that Hard Knocks is there because the grouping of coaches and Rodgers and pretty much everybody in the building I just don't think wants that extra attention on them. But I also kind of want to see how Rodgers works and how he gels with Nathaniel Hackett and – if the Jets have any weird coaches like that one guy on the the Browns a couple of years ago with the gut. Um, But the other thing is, if Washington gets Lamar Jackson, is that the bigger draw? With all the controversy going on in Washington with Snyder and potential team sale to bringing in Lamar Jackson and Eric Biennemi, would would you rather watch Lamar and company or, or Rogers and company? Oh, Rodgers and company, for sure. Especially if the Jets get Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, um, I, I think I think for sure the Jets would be up there. I, I don't think the Bears, I understand what you're saying about Washington. I, I think the Bears would be interesting as well. Like I shared with uh, Bill Barnwell, more money has been placed on the Bears to win the Super Bowl this year than any other futures bet, which I find really interesting. I Listen, I Justin Fields is so fun to watch. I love him as my fantasy football quarterback, but to me, he has not proven that he's got the passing game good enough to where he can help a Bears team win a Super Bowl. So I just that that just blows my mind how much futures money has been put on the Bears to win the Super Bowl this year. It's really really bizarre to me, but regardless. All right, gentlemen. Um, when we get back, Nick Verdell will join us. Let's circle back and talk some NBA as Nick Ferdell's got his finger on the pulse of the Nets and and, and many teams in the NBA. Uh, So we'll do that next, right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Nick Friedel joins us here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, Nick, a little birdie 
a.k.a. my producers, tell me that you are in Orlando. You are certainly not in Orlando to cover the Detroit Pistons Orlando Magic game, are you? Oh, you know it, Anita. <laughs> when the when the nets implode <laughs> and, and they're trying to rebuild their way through things, I, I suddenly get bounced to all kinds of different places. So today... Uh, I am in Orlando for that big Magic Piston showdown. Listen, hey, listen, the Magic, to me, have gone above and beyond expectations this season, uh, and they've been they've been really, really fun to watch, right? I, I mean, they're they're. I'm just I'm trying to be as optimistic here as possible. Thirty three and forty four, <laughs> nineteen and nineteen at home. So uh, <laughs> it, it, they're uh, they're building for something in the next couple of years. I, you see the you see the excitement that's uh, around here and it's coming, but they are they're still a long ways away. Let me tell you. All right, so let's let's take a look at the slate. Three thirty this afternoon. The Jazz going up against the Nets again. You've got your finger on the pulse of that team better than most because you've been covering them them the majority of the season. Uh, as we know, a different nucleus here. And they're just trying to hold on to that sixth seed. Do you think they do it? Do you think the Nets finish the regular season with that sixth seed, Nick? At this point, Anita, I would think so, just because there is so much confidence right now in the way Mikhail Bridges is playing. He's just been terrific since he got to Brooklyn, and he's shuffled into that role as the guy and the face, at least for this group right now. That team seems to be finding a rhythm together. There were a ton of new pieces, obviously, after those Kevin and Kyrie deals. But I would think that Bridges can carry them through here over these last few games and land them out of the plan. Um, I, I think Here's the thing. You know, a complete disaster of a season. I get it. But I just, I, I like the nucleus of this Nets team. And, and you know, I at the end of the day, I think they won the trade, especially with what we're seeing going on with Kyrie and Dallas. And uh, they just lost last night to, uh, to the Miami Heat. With that being said, now uh, the second of a back-to-back having to pick themselves up after losing to the Heat. Now they're taking on the Atlanta Hawks, this Mavs team fighting just to have some relevance to get into the postseason. Uh, do you think that they have what it takes to rebound, no pun intended, and beat the Hawks today? No. <laughs> I mean, Anita, when you watch that Dallas team, that just looks like a broken group. And I don't think it's fair to, to place all that blame on Kyrie because there were a lot of people, myself included, when that deal went down. And Dallas made that move. You went, well, who the hell is going to play defense on that team? And and the defense has just been so poor on top of the fact that the pieces just don't fit together. And there's a reason why they're they're just getting popped seemingly every every other night. And uh, Jason Kidd, uh, you know, he his his messaging does not seem to be getting through right now. So there are a lot of reasons why. If you're Looking at that deal, though, and I think what you said is right on because Dorian Finney-Smith, he's a nice player. Uh, you know, the 
the Dinwiddie piece, he's a, a stopgap for the next couple of years. But that pick that they're going to get off this trade, the, the Brooklyn Nets are, that's unprotected in you know six years, people are going to forget about it right now. But they're going to look back, especially uh, if Kyrie ends up leaving Dallas, and the, they're going to go, oh, my gosh, did the Nets get the better end of that deal. Yeah, you know, one thing, and I talked about this earlier on the show, Nick, and that is, you know, I, I, I understand them going after Kyrie. I just feel like they didn't complete, like, they went in, but they didn't go totally in. I think they had some draft capital that they could have used as well at the trade deadline. They lost a lot of defense. I think they could have regained some of that defense back if they would have really gone all in, 100%, utilizing their draft capital, and they didn't. So I think it's come around uh, to bite them in 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 the uh, in the behind. Uh, the Grizzlies going up against the Bulls later on this afternoon, three thirty p.m. Eastern time is tip off. The Bulls, of course, competing to try to stay in that play in scenario. Meanwhile, the Grizzlies just two games back uh, to try to uh, gain some uh, some some better seating in the West. Your thoughts on the Grizzlies? Morant, as we know, gone for a few weeks. This Grizzlies team, they win without him, Nick. What are your thoughts about this matchup, and, and what are your thoughts about the Grizzlies in the postseason? Well, in general, Anita, the, the Grizzlies have won through time when Ja hasn't been on the floor. The difference is this team was built and all the hype around them before the season centered around, hey, we're going to get through the West, and we're going to be in the finals this year. And count me in the group that just does not believe that you can have the off-the-court issues that – they've endured because of the job situation and then flip the switch going into the playoffs and go, Hey, you know, we got it. I I just think that is so overwhelming to an organization, especially with a star player and somebody, the caliber of John Morant, uh, that I I don't believe that that can be overcome. Uh, As far as today goes, uh, I would always lean towards Memphis just because I think they've got a little more talent than the Bulls. And I know that there are a lot of Bulls fans out there who are saying, well, where has this team been all season? And why didn't they make a move to try and get somebody like Pat Bev uh, in the fold earlier? Uh, But Anita, having been around that team for so many years in Chicago and watching what's unfolding, they're clawing to to get in the play-in this is a team that desperately uh, needs some some lottery luck because uh, that pick that was in the the Vucevic deal they've got to send it to uh, Orlando this year unless it's at the top of the draft. So I think they would have been much better <laughs> served to to just kind of tank away at the end. But they get Pat Bev, they start winning games, and they're right back in the middle. Okay, cool in the moment, but I don't think that team is going anywhere fast long term. But as far as today, I would always lean a little bit more towards Memphis because they just got uh, more talent on the roster. Nick Friedel joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Six o'clock, the Wizards take on the Knicks. And the Knicks coming off a really impressive win against the Cavs. Uh, that's for sure. Jalen Brunson, 48 points, career high. Still no um, Julius Randle. The the remaining schedule for the Knicks not so not so difficult. Nick, uh, really, at the end of the day, the conversation here is the Knicks and the Cavs in that first round of the playoffs. Um, you know your your thoughts your thoughts on that matchup 
and uh, and how much how much confidence do you have on this Knicks team upsetting the four seed Cavs in the postseason? I absolutely believe they can, especially Anita. If they get Randall back at at some point here uh, during that series, I was actually in Cleveland the other night covering that game and to watch Jalen Brunson <laughs> race up and down the floor and knock down seemingly any shot he wanted. Uh, I think he knows not only how good he is now, but how much better he's becoming uh, all the time. And it's just such a a solid fit for the system that's in place. And I know the defense hasn't always been there, especially lately, kind of in the, the dog days of the season for a lot of teams. But I have watched Tom Thibodeau get teams ready defensively for far too many years to think that in a series, when you can key on one team, specifically one player in Donovan Mitchell, if that indeed is the matchup here for the Knicks in the next week or two, Tibbs will find a way to slow the group down. The question is, can you get Randall back? Can Brunson stay on this level? And can the R.J. Barrett to the world and the rest of uh, the periphery guys give them enough of an offensive push? We're going to find out. But there, there's no doubt in my mind, not only watching what occurred in Cleveland on Friday, but seeing the way this Knicks team has come together in the second half, that they can swing that upset in a seven-game series. Later on tonight, we've got some great games out west, or, or I should say for the rest, right? Nuggets going up against the Warriors, Bucks hosting the 76ers, the Thunder in the Suns going at it. The Lakers, not a tough matchup against the Houston Rockets. I want to talk bigger picture here with you. A lot of people, a lot of people feel that this Lakers team is peaking at the right time. Everybody likes what they did at the trade deadline. LeBron James finally healthy. AD um, coming into, into his own. How far do you think this Lakers team could go, Nick, before we let you go? How far do you think this Lakers team could go in the West? Oh, Nita, the Lakers talk. It just makes me laugh. <laughs> All these people get on TV or the radio. Oh, the Lakers, they come out of the West. I, no way. <laughs> There's just no way. Do I think that with a healthy LeBron and AD that maybe they could get through the right first-round matchup? Sure. Yeah, you know, I, I absolutely think that's possible. Do I think they're going to get all the way through the Western Conference, the team that has been so inconsistent throughout the majority of the year and has been injury-prone with, with Anthony Davis and LeBron just coming back? I, no, no, no. Teams that make it all the way through any playoff run, the consistency has to have been there at some point. There's no team that gets made over at the trade deadline that just everything starts clicking and you go, oh, well, this is going to work. So, no, I am not buying that the Lakers suddenly uh, can magically turn things all the way around and, and run through the Western Conference and everything will be good. I think this Lakers team has a ceiling. Uh, I don't think it extends anywhere past the second round, and even that is generous given the way they've performed uh, throughout so much of the year. And even the way, Anita, even after the moves, after the deadline, I know they have looked better, but I, I just don't buy that, that AD and LeBron at this stage are going to be able to stay healthy enough all the way through a playoff run to make you think that the Lakers can do it. Nick, appreciate your time. As always, enjoy Orlando, my friend. Uh, get home safe. 
You got it. I'll see you soon. Nick Friedle joining us here on 98.7 ESPN, talking all the things, all the hot topics uh, in the NBA as we are inching closer to the postseason coming your way April April 15th and, of course, uh, April 15th, April 16th. Uh, that's when uh, the first-round games uh, will be scheduled. Listen up, baseball fans. ESPN New York, along with our partner London Jewelers, uh, giving you a chance to be in San Francisco when the blue and orange come to town, including uh, round-trip airfare, two-night hotel stay, and 200 bucks in spending money. Head to London Jewelers near you to enter for your chance to win. You can also go to travel with the home team.com uh, to enter on the ESPN New York app. It's all brought to you by the engagement experts at London Jewelers. Visit London Jewelers today at any of their seven locations, including the newest location at the Mall of Short Hills. So uh, for full contest rules, again, go to ESPNNewYork.com. When we get back, our final, well, not our final second, I'm I'm actually with you until 1230 today, Uh, but let's bring you up to speed on what's going on in our wide, wide world of sport this afternoon. I just shared with you the slate of games in the NBA. We've got the ladies college basketball championship. We've got some XFL. I'll bring you up to speed on some of the scores out there with the Valero Texas Open. I shared with you, of course, we launched our golf show earlier this morning at 8 a.m. on the tee, and uh, we'll see where that leaderboard stands right now. So uh, let's let's go full circle. We'll get get you ready for your sports Sunday fun day next here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want to remind you, uh, ESP New York has your chance to win $25,000 this baseball season uh, in the New York no-hitter sweepstakes. How does it work? Each game day, we'll select one fan to choose between New York's National League or American League team. If you choose the team that throws a no-hitter, that fan will win $25,000. How about that? Today's qualifier is Brian Adams from Waterbury, Connecticut who's chosen the uh, New York's American League team to throw a no-hitter today. Uh, enter now at ESPNNewYork.com or on the ESPN New York app for your chance to win $25,000 presented by Mohegan Sun Casino. Uh, go to MoheganSunCasino.com for full contest rules. Go to ESPNNewYork.com. Make sure you do that. 800-919-3776, the phone number to get in. Uh, let's uh, let's go around our sports Slate, I guess we would call it, um, and a lot going on today. Let's start in Major League Baseball. Uh, Joe, our producer, is on board. Uh, he's got the lineups and uh, all who's going to be, as I like to call it, active and attractive today. Uh, let's start with the Yankees. As we know, they lost to the Giants yesterday, 7-5. to five. Had an opportunity, Joe, to beat the Giants 3-11 um, for 11 with Ducks on the pond. They stranded eight runners. Stanton had an opportunity, a double play grounder he hit into. So, unfortunately, the the Yankees lost. They're one and one. uh, But back at it today. Who's pitching? What's the lineup? Give it to us. Back at it today. Quick turnaround as well. Johnny Brito. I believe this is his major league debut for the Bombers is on Mm. the mound. 
And the lineup is as mm-hmm. follows. Glaber Torres leading off and playing second base. Aaron Judge in right today, batting second. Anthony Rizzo batting third, playing first. Giancarlo Stanton gets his first DHing duties of the season, cleaning up. Josh Donaldson batting fifth, playing third. Eswaldo Cabrera batting sixth and in left. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa gets his first start of the year at center field Ooh. today, batting seventh. Kyle Higashioka also gets his first action of the season, catching and batting eighth. And the man of the hour, Anthony Volpe, batting ninth and playing shortstop. Boy, the pressure that has been placed on this young man. Two steals in two games, I'm telling you, over 40s the play, over 40 steals this season. Uh, that's, that's how I'm rolling. In regard to the Mets, uh, they're 2-1. and one. They beat the Marlins yesterday, 6-2. Uh, so that's great. They're back at it again today. 1.40 p.m. is first pitch, Eastern time. Who's on the bump for the Mets? What's their lineup, Joe? Kodai Senga makes his Major League debut for the Metropolitans. Nice. So all the Mets fans will rejoice in Kodai Senga's first action mm-hmm. as a Major Leaguer. The lineup is Tommy Pham. Center fielder leading off, Starling Marte in right, batting second. Francisco Lindor playing shortstop and batting third, cleaning up and playing first. Pete Alonso batting fifth and DHing. Mark Canna. Mark Canha? Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jeff McNeil batting sixth and playing second today. Eduardo Escobar batting seventh and playing third. Tomas Nito getting his first action of the season playing or behind the plate catching batting eighth and batting ninth and in left field Tommy Lacash or uh Tim Lacastro I'm sorry getting his first start of the season in left field and again, you give good ninth. lineup thank you Don you do give good lineup um you know we talked about it yesterday uh, the Mets 335 million dollar roster uh compared to a Marlins roster at 81 million dollars uh they <laughs> They better walk out of Florida um, 3-1. That's for sure. Uh, So, Joe, thank you so much. Really do appreciate it. So some baseball action coming your way this afternoon with both the Yankees and the Mets. Uh, XFL action as well today. Where do we stand right now? Uh, I went 4-0 last week. This week I'm sitting at 2-1. Had the Sea Dragons... Okay, laid the three and a half, laid the four with the Sea Dragons. They took care of the Renegades 24 to 15 on Friday. On Saturday, I had the Brahmas plus three. Well, they got snake bit by the Vipers in Vegas. They lost 26 to 12. So lost that one. DC Defenders and the Guardians had the over here. This might be the biggest upset this season in the XFL. The DC Defenders were 6 and 0 coming in. Number one in the power rankings. They lost to the Guardians. Eighth in the power rankings. Worst team in the XFL. They lost to them 37-36. How about that? So the Guardians' only win is against the best team in the XFL. So the over hit there. So I'm sitting at 2-1 and one so far in week seven. And we've got a game coming your way at 2 o'clock this afternoon. It's the Seattle uh, Battlehawks going up against the Houston Roughnecks. And the Battlehawks are uh, are getting three. I think the wrong team is favored here. Uh, I do like this Battlehawks team. They beat Las Vegas last week, 29-6. to They've got a very good defense and arguably, I think, the best quarterback in the XFL. And A.J. McCarron 
I said it a few weeks ago. I do have him winning the MVP of the league this year. 236 yards and two touchdowns, no turnovers last week. Their offensive line is finally healthy. Meanwhile, Houston, they lost to D.C. last week. They've actually lost two straight. They're dealing with a lot of injuries, some question marks uh, in regard to their quarterback position. So uh, I do like the Battle Hawks today, and you could get them at plus three. Also, the women's championship taking place later on this afternoon at 3.30. Caitlin Clark back at it. Can't miss TV. Let's be honest, regardless of gender, Iowa going up against LSU. And this is for the Women's College Basketball Championship. Again, tip-off is at 3.30 uh, this afternoon. Iowa is favored by 3.5. The over-under is 160.5. How can you bet against Caitlin Clark? <laughs> it's, it's hard. But as I, I talked to Greeny earlier this morning, I think it's going to be really hard for this Iowa Hawks team, um, Hawkeyes team, to turn around after such a monumental win against South Carolina and turn around and beat LSU. I just think it's going to be uber tough. So I'm, I'm not going to play a side here. Uh, I had Jimmy Patsis on the show yesterday. Jimmy thinks LSU wins outright. You can get them on the money line at plus 135 if, if you want to follow his lead. I think the play here is the over. With Caitlin Clark and how she's playing, I mean, she put up 41 points against the, the country's best team in women's college basketball. Um and and this is an LSU team. They've got a lot of talent as well. I think the play here is over 160 and a half. And then last but not least, uh, later on today, the Valero Texas Open. This is the warm-up to the Masters. At the top of the leaderboard is Patrick Rogers. He's 12 under. I'm fading him today. Uh, I don't I, – I just – I saw his, his game diminish on, on Saturday, which is supposed to be moving day. So I'm staying away from Rodgers. Who do I like? I like I like uh, Corey Connors to potentially win it. You could get that at plus 190. Also, I like Kuchar at 7-1 to one to win, top 5 at minus 140. Uh, I'm also going to play a little bit of Decky, who's tied for 12th right now. He's 6-under. You can get him to finish in the top 5 at 4-1. to one. You could get him to finish in the top 10 at plus 125. 5th uh, in strokes gained tee to green. His game looked really good yesterday. I think he makes some moves this Sunday, getting himself ready, of course, for Augusta and the Masters that tips off, or tees off, I should say, on Thursday. Um, So anyway, a really fun, jam-packed Sunday afternoon when it comes to all things sports. Uh, We get back, we're with you for an extended 30 minutes. Like I said, Greeny, who's got a book signing in Ridgewood, New Jersey, joined me earlier on the show. Uh, we'll, we'll, We'll replay that for you. It was really good. We touched on a lot of a lot of things. Uh, the NCAA championship, the Masters, as well as Greeny's Jets, and the probability of Aaron Rodgers being their starting quarterback. All that coming your way next, right here on 98.7 ESPN.